When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the Unsportsmanlike Podcast on ESPN Radio. It is Unsportsmanlike on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance, Sirius XM Channel 80, ESPNU, ESPN app, all of our great ESPN stations across the country. And we are brought to you by Beacon. The Beacon Pro Plus app helps roofers get things done from anywhere. Beacon always building. We've got the Jets and the Patriots this weekend. Certainly doesn't feel like maybe what it could have been, should have been Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady. Um, obviously, Brady wasn't playing this year, but you get what I'm saying. Historically, yeah. it's a big game for both teams in that it almost feels dare I say, like a must-win in Week 3 for both teams? Yeah, I mean, loser leaves town, right? I mean, the Patriots would be staring at 0-3 if they dropped this one to the Jets. And since 2002, there have been 99 teams to start off 0-3, and and exactly one of them has made the playoffs. That's the 2018 Houston Texans. So if the Patriots lose this game, then we're talking about another season where Bill Belichick misses the playoffs. That would make it, what, four out of the last five? I mean, that, 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 I mean that would be that would be a bad situation to be in, like bad, bad situation for them to be in. You're talking about them having a playoff win in what six seasons ago or something like that. That that would be what we're talking about with the New England Patriots. It seems like a far cry from where that franchise should be, what the standard should be for them. But good for them that they have the ultimate slump buster in the New York Jets, a team that they've beaten 14 straight games. But these supposedly aren't the same old Jets. And they're trying to change the narrative about what their franchise has been historically. And you have to wonder, the Patriots have had so much success historically. We talk about the Patriot way. We know all the championships. But is that gone? Has that eroded in the post-Tom Brady era to a point where we really feel like the Jets are in a better position than the Patriots? What's interesting about that is that, like, they don't talk about that. It's we as fans and media that talk about the Patriot way. You don't hear... Bill Belichick saying, well, it's the Patriot way. We're going to figure it out. Like, they don't actually say that. Well, former players say it, though. But not active players, right? Yeah, yeah, not active players, but former players that work here at the company have talked about the Patriot way. We've heard Damian Woody reference the Patriot way. So it's not something that's... That, that that they're oblivious to. It's just not something that they talk about, and that's been a very tight-lipped franchise. But, again, when we're talking about what owner Bob Kraft said this offseason, we're not going to allow Bill Belichick to chase individual accolades, i.e. the Don Shula all-time wins record, when we don't do that for our individual players. It's all about team success. And I'm sorry for a franchise that ha- that would be on the outside looking at the postseason three of the last four years – that is unacceptable by the standards that Bill Belichick has established over the last two decades. Think about this, guys. The, the, the Patriots haven't gone back-to-back seasons missing the playoffs since Belichick has been the head coach. They haven't done it. If they start out 0-3, that's what they're looking at. So how can we not have the conversation about Belichick potentially 
moving on and the organization deciding to put a fresh voice on the sideline if that ends up being the case, if they end up falling short of the postseason in 2023. Because it opens up a whole different can of worms. There are some people in sports, I believe, that can write their own ending. Now, he may not be one of – like Steph Curry can write his own ending. I don't believe the Golden State Warriors are ever going to say goodbye to Steph Curry. I don't believe the San Antonio Spurs are ever going to say goodbye to Greg Popovich. Right? And I understand we could sit there and say, well – Brady played for the Bucks, so a- anything could happen. Yeah, it just feels like maybe Belichick should be a guy that should write his own ending. Well, I, I don't understand why we give people lifetime achievement awards. It's a "What have you done for me lately?" league, and if the program is regressing, if it's not continuing to have sustained excellence, then why would you not change the voice? I'm not saying that you have to fire Belichick, but why can't you put him in the front office as a consultant, have him continue in his role as the general manager if you want to, and have a new voice on the sideline? It's time. Yeah. It, is, it is absolutely time. He's in his early 70s. 71. There, there, there aren't a lot of coaches that coach past their early 70s. I think Marv Levy and Pete Carroll are the oldest two that have been able to coach, in, been active coaches in the National Football League. So why why is this such a, 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 a third rail when we bring up the conversation about Belichick potentially moving on? Why is it so polarizing? I don't think that he's going to go away lightly. And that's why I think the conversation is one that needs to be had, whether Robert Kraft will actually do that, whether he will dismiss the history that Bill Belichick has and the success that he's brought that franchise and decide to move on. Because this is Bill Belichick's life. These guys are are built differently. I don't see him as the type of guy, even if they miss the playoffs yet again, that's going to go to Robert Kraft and say, you know what, I think I've lost my fastball. I'll stay in the front office, but go ahead, hire another coach. I don't see that scenario playing out. You know, I agree with you, and I also think that part of that is, like, that's actually attractive to me as a Pats fan. If you say whenever it is that Belichick is done, which I don't want it to be anytime soon, I still believe in him more than any other coach I could have, that he's going to still remain with the organization and run the organization and hand it off to Gerard Mayo or Bill O'Brien or whomever – Cool. Like, I'm good. I still would have faith in the organization. I just don't think it needs to be yet. And, you know, Pat Costello, our producer, asked the question about whether or not teams should be afraid of Bill Belichick still. Here's the thing. A lot of people say no. Yet I could go back to our group text on Sunday night, one quarter into the Sunday night football game, and I have a text message from one Chris Canty who rightfully said Belichick is a genius. That even though they didn't win the game, they competed with Miami because of the three-safety look in a way that no other coach would. And this was, by the way, before they did the special teams thing yeah. <laughs> where Pat McAfee, noon at 3 Eastern on ESPN Television, ESPN Plus, and ESPN's YouTube, pointed out, hey, the punter has a tell on the hold, which was brilliant by Pat, and that helps with that. Canty, you sent that before that happened with a three-safety look. So, yes, teams should still be afraid of Belichick because if you think you're 14 points better than New England, you're at best going to be seven because of him. Yeah, I mean, he's going to find a way to muck up the game if his offense isn't as potent as yours. And if you keep it close and get it to the fourth quarter and it's one possession, how do you not feel good about your chances with the hoodie on the sideline? You just do. But it comes a point that every organization has to turn the page when it comes to those types of head coaches. And even though he's been there for two decades, the evidence is there. Like, we're talking about this team not being good enough to be in the playoffs through the last four seasons. And they've never missed the playoffs in back-to-back years since he's been there. If that happens for the first time, how could Bob Kraft not question whether or not he needs a new voice in that locker room, somebody that's more adept at being able to relate to this generation of athlete? I mean, Bill Belichick came into the league in 1975. 1975! 
He was an assistant coach with the coach. He came in the league that long ago. <laughs> At some point, it's going to have to change, dog. You're going to have to get a different voice because it's, it takes somebody different to relay the, probably the same message to a different generation of athletes. And it just feels like it's not resonating with the players in the locker room based on what we've seen over the last four years. And I would say it has so far this season, but the numbers obviously don't speak towards that. But let's go back to one thing here. I said, isn't Belichick one of those guys that should write his own ending? And you said, Canty, well, no, we're in a what-have-you-done-for-me-lately era in sports. Is there anybody across the entire sports landscape, coach, player, any level, college or pro, men's or women's sports, that you would say, no, that person – can write their own ticket. That person can end their career on their own. LeBron. That nobody would say goodbye to him. That he would have to say goodbye to Like, the Lakers will take him as long as he wants to be there. Can Nick Saban no, write? No, no, you don't there's, think so. There's nobody in sports, man. Nick Saban in Alabama. No, it's nobody in sports. It's no. Listen, when I got into the NFL, my position coach, Casey Rogers, who's now the D.C. down in Tampa, the first thing he told me is, we're all just one day closer to them asking us to leave. <laughs> That's the nature of it. It is a replacement business, and it's not just applicable to players. It's applicable to everybody, coaches and you know, and sometimes owners. It, it, it happens. Front of general manager, it happens. People get replaced, but the sports continue to go on. The NFL will continue to go on. College football will continue to go on. Teams, programs, they're going to do what's in their best interest. And if you're not serving their best interest, then they are going to move on. You can make the case that Bill Belichick, as a head coach, is no longer serving Bob Kraft and the New England Patriots' best interest because they ain't winning enough games to get into the playoffs and compete for championships. He is a victim of his own success. When you win six championships, uh, th- th- that's, that's, what they're, that's what they're judging you on. You've got three championships uh, in the 20, in the 20, 2000s, and you've got three championships in the 2010s. That is what Bob Kraft is looking at. How close are we to a championship? It's like, we got to get into the playoffs, but then we got to win a championship. Right now, the Patriots ain't close to a championship. So, I mean, I I think you have to look at that in terms of where the overall program is and the trajectory of it. And nobody is saying it's pointed toward winning a world title. Yeah, I think there are some guys, though, that can still write their own ending. I covered the Cardinals for a long time. Yadier Molina was that guy that had earned the benefit of the doubt. He could write his own Mm. ending. And even though he wasn't the same Yadier Molina that we were used to, the standard was a little different for him as the years went on. There's a huge void in that organization now that he's gone. I think the same can be said for LeBron. He might, at some point in his career, not be the same player. There's going to be a void when LeBron leaves because he touches so many different things organizationally. He sets the tone in so many different ways. I think certain players will be able to write their own ending. I don't know if Bill Belichick's going to fall in that same category, but I think it would be really hard for Robert Kraft to make that decision, to give him the boot. So I think the LeBron one is really interesting. I think that'll be the telltale sign if he's just like after this year with the Lakers. All right, I'm cool. I want to go back one more year with the Cavs because the Cavs are a win-now kind of team. They actually could really use him positionally. Like It actually makes a lot of sense (laughs) positionally there. Um, And the Lakers are actually had a phenomenal, in my opinion, offseason. But LeBron's an interesting one. But LeBron has also been someone that's bounced around so much by his choice that it's a different kind of ending than Belichick, who, yes, of course, he's been in the league since 1975 when Ted Marchabrota, I believe, hired him the first time. Um, And I could be wrong on that. But I think it's a little bit different. I look at guys like... Popovich, there's no way the Spurs are ever going to get rid of him. They just signed him to, what, a five-year extension, and he doesn't have to coach. They signed him to work for the organization for five years, and they paid him like 18 or whatever it is. Like, 
Do well, whatever well, job but, you want to do. But, but that's fine. That's what I'm saying. I'm not saying we're going to get rid of Belichick out of the organization. So he can write his own ending. It just I, I, may not be the story but, that he wants but, to write. But, yeah, exactly. Didn't I say that they could move him up to the front yeah, office yeah, and I stay just, in his general manager? I, I will say he is writing the own ending. Yeah, he can write his own ending, but that doesn't mean he gets to earn the right to be the head coach in perpetuity. And that, that's my point. If you're not winning, and, and this would be a departure from the pattern that we've seen from the Patriots and them not going to the playoffs and missing it in back-to-back seasons – then you have to have a change. Like you just can't keep doing the same thing and expect a different result. Mm-hmm. And if they miss the playoffs, if they start 0-3 and lose to the Jets this weekend, then I think we have to start having that conversation. It's not controversial to say that. He's in his early 70s. He's been in the NFL across five decades. Guys, at some point he's not going to be able to coach. We might be getting closer to that time now. Was there ever, quickly, CC? was there ever a player when you were playing that you looked at and said, I don't care the way in which the sports world is, that franchise should let this guy determine his future. <sighs> like, did you have a problem when the Patriots didn't bring back Brady? Was there an issue no, for you? No, I didn't, I didn't have a problem when the Patriots didn't bring back Brady. I mean, the only player that I've ever looked at like that was Magic Johnson. And that's because of what he did for not only the Lakers, but what he did for the league. I mean, Magic and Bird, that rivalry saved the NBA. So yes. I always felt like he deserved the right to, to have his own ending. In, in effect, he did. Right. So, I mean, that, that was the only player across sports that I was like, that guy, it's a little bit different because of what he means not only to the franchise, but what he means to the viability of the league overall. And the way the Giants finished with Eli? Same kind of thing. He's just not magic. Yeah, but the Giants made a mistake with Eli. We can all say that they hung on with Eli just a little bit too long. They thought that drafting a running back, Saquon Barkley, a guy that they don't want to pay, could actually salvage Eli's you know, remaining you know, career, the twilight of his career, and they were dead wrong. And so, so I, I don't think that, again, success in the past leads to a hall pass in staying as long as you want. Good movie. Hall Pass, by yeah, the way. Great movie. Very good Owen movie. Wilson? Uh, yeah, yeah, Owen Wilson. Yeah, Owen Wilson is yeah. there. Yeah. I haven't yeah. seen yeah. it. You haven't seen it? I can't make fun of anybody for not seeing movies. The list Vince of movies. Vince Vaughn, too, right? Was it Owen Wilson, Vince Vaughn? Who was I that? thought it was Sudeikis, wasn't it? Was it was Sudeikis. That's who it was. Yeah. That's who it was. Maybe I'm wrong. I'm getting my movies confused. Yeah, they're all good. Any of the movies that you're thinking of are all <laughs> they're good. They're all good, yeah. They all are good in that scenario. <laughs> Coming up, I can't believe we're asking this question. Okay, I'm going to take a deep breath. Do the Cleveland Browns... Regret letting go of Baker Mayfield. We'll get to that next on Sportsmanlike on ESPN Radio. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. It is Unsportsmanlike on ESPN Radio. The ESPN app presented by Progressive Insurance. Hey, I'll ride for my, y'all, <laughs> I'll ride for my, huh. By the way, how many years did you guys go to college? Four. Four, Kenny? Four and a half. Four for me too, okay? 
Just out of curiosity, if I said to you you could go to college for eight or nine years, would you want to do that? You better yes. believe it. Yes. Okay. No yes. doubt. Well, where, I, do I, where do I sign up for yeah. that? Well, I I'll saw, see you there. Well, I'll saw, Van, Rodney, I'll, Rodney Dangerfield, back to school. Let's go. I will Van Let's Wilder go. it all day long. Let's go. Movie. I will be the female Van Wilder any and every day. Where old do I school. sign up? Let's go old school with Will Ferrell. Okay. <laughs> old Done. School. Done. Let's go. That's a good question. The best back to college or stay in college movie? Yeah. You old, brought up school. old school, old Mitchell, school, Van Wilder, Mitchapalooza. Come yeah. on, yeah. What was old, the other one you just brought up? Uh, uh, back, back to school, school Roddy Dangerfield. Dangerfield. Yeah, yeah. That's You're a, my boy, Blue. That's a tough <laughs> one. You're my boy. That's a tough one. I Why would put, you not? No, I would not. And I love the University of Wisconsin, but like. I love working in radio. I, want, I was ready to go. Like, let's go. Let's get in radio. But there's a reason I'm asking you this. Smalls, I think that speaks volumes about the University of Wisconsin. I'm actually I can speak to this. I went to okay. the University of Illinois. I always mm-hmm. said if I ever had children and they didn't want to go to Illinois, we'd have a problem because it was the best four years of my life. I had the best time there. Amazing school. When I was working on Rosillo and Canal, we went on a fall football tour and we went to Madison. I left there saying, if I have a kid and they want to go to the University of Wisconsin, right. you would understand. I will co-sign it. You would understand. It is an, in America. I think the fact that you wanted to go work instead of stay at Wisconsin says more about I you than the University of Wisconsin. No, 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 no. That's not fair. That's not fair. First of all, I love the University of Wisconsin. I love Madison, Wisconsin. Okay? It's amazing. Shout out ESPN Madison. I'm just telling you that I was ready to go work. But there's a reason I'm asking you this question. Okay? What's up? So Barry Jackson, the Miami Herald, tweeted something yesterday. And I'm like, well, I'm sorry, What? The University of Miami eighth-year tight end Cam McCormick says he's petitioning the ACC. <laughs> Canty's dying already. Canty is dying already. Eighth-year tight end Cam McCormick, 25, he says he's petitioning the ACC for a ninth year of eligibility so he will have the option of playing for the Canes in 2024 if he chooses to. The Pac-12 previously granted him a ninth, granted him a ninth year, but the ACC will now make that decision. The Pac-12 ruling is moot. And I looked at him and I was like, okay, why? What happened? So he had a broken ankle for like three years, this horrible injury. So I'm not making fun of him, but conceptually, the idea of petitioning the NCAA for a ninth year is amazing. Well, first of all, this guy has got it figured out because he <laughs> understands that college gives you all the real-world freedom you want without the real-world responsibility. You ain't got to pay no taxes in union college. But then the other thing is this. By the time he gets out, not only is he going to have his undergraduate degree, this guy can have an MBA, <laughs> he can have his doctor's That's degree, right. he can have a law degree. All, I mean, all of the schooling that this dude can want – is bought and paid for with his athletic scholarship. So shout out to him for that. He's got it figured out in life trying to go back to college for a ninth year. Yeah, that is amazing. Absolutely. You've been in college a decade? A decade? Oh, that is unbelievable. You're running that place at that right? point. You, right? know, you know, every doorman, every bartender, right? every back alleyway, you know everything about that school. I, I, I saw that and I'm like, I'm sorry, petitioning for a ninth year? I couldn't believe that. It's so great. It's good phenomenal. for him and hopefully there's no it's other phenomenal. hardships there with that. But it's phenomenal. Okay. So I can't believe I'm asking this question. Based on the way that they've played so far this season, the Cleveland Browns would rather have their current quarterback or their former quarterback, Deshaun Watson or Baker Mayfield, based on the way they've played this season. I would have to go with Baker Mayfield through two games, not only with the way that Baker's played, but Deshaun Watson is not playing like or looking like a franchise quarterback right now. His conduct in uh, that game was just unacceptable on so many levels. He's being paid like a guy that should elevate his team, and he hasn't done that. I can't believe I'm saying this, but I'm wondering if that's a conversation that's happening in Cleveland right now that the Browns actually miss Baker Mayfield. So let's be clear on something. Nobody is arguing that the Browns made the wrong move getting rid of Mayfield under the circumstances, the falling out with the organization, the Odell Beckham Jr. relationship, et cetera, et cetera. 
But, CC, it is r- crazy to think statistically where these two guys are in comparison to each other. No, it is, and that's the part that's puzzling. Baker Mayfield is top 10 in QBR. He's got three touchdowns, no interceptions, and he's thrown for 500 yards on a 69% completion percentage with a 4% completion percentage over expected. Deshaun Watson is 30th in QBR. The only quarterbacks that he's better than through two games this NFL season, they're Justin Fields and Kenny Pickett, and those guys look like hot garbage. So, I mean, that's not why you pay a guy $230 million. Considering all of the talent around Deshaun Watson, right now he's proven he can do very little with a whole lot. And that's the part that Andrew Barry and Kevin Stefanski have got to be scratching their heads about, and that's ultimately what they're going to be held accountable for, the fact that they made this huge swing on this quarterback that was deemed a top-10 talent at the time, incurred all of this baggage and scrutiny with the organization because of the headlines with Deshaun Watson joining them, and now not to get the return on that investment with better quarterback play, that that could end up costing those guys their jobs. What sets an organization back more, not having a quarterback or having the wrong quarterback? Ooh. Now they can, you can say, I, I, hey, those I, are the I mean, same if you're things, lo- if you're locked into the wrong quarterback, it's a problem, right? We're talking about the issues with the Denver Broncos having to potentially move on from Russell Wilson. They can't get out of that deal really until after 2024. I mean, you look at some of these quarterback contracts based on the money that teams have tied up in them. I would say having the wrong quarterback versus having no quarterback. Because if you have no quarterback, that means you still have space to be able to maneuver. So you'd rather be the like the Colts are actually the perfect example. Yeah, uh, Carson Wentz, Jacoby Brissett, mm-hmm. Matt Ryan, now uh, Richardson, obviously they draft. But in essence, they've had a different quarterback every year since Andrew Luck. Well, you'd yeah. rather be them than be stuck with the wrong guy. Yeah, I don't want to be in quarterback purgatory. I don't want to have a guy that's middle of the road that, that makes those bonehead plays that cost my team's opportunities to win games. I'd rather be really, really bad where I can have a top draft pick and get a guy that has that high ceiling that can develop into a bus driver, so to speak, rather than having a guy that's playing like Russell Wilson, that's playing like Deshaun Watson that I can't get rid of. Yeah, like the 49ers, right? They didn't have a franchise quarterback for a while. They were able to build the team around that guy and then plug and play. Obviously, Kyle Shanahan's scheme has a lot to do with that. Sure. But they they haven't been locked into the wrong guy and that they're paying a quarterback X amount of dollars that doesn't allow them to build the team that they want. Yeah, like look at the New York Giants with Daniel Jones. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, hey, based on the first two weeks, it don't look like the season is going to go the way a lot of Giants fans thought it could. Mm-hmm. Now, Daniel played great in the second half of that Arizona game, but you would ask yourself, why were they so bad in the first half where they were down by 20 points to a team that, that came into the season actively taking a team that Caleb Williams and his daddy preemptively tried to make quotes about saying we wouldn't come out because they would try to draft us. Like, think about that. That's the team that we're talking about. Now, I still think at halftime, Jonathan Gannon, the coach of the Cardinals, called the cold red and said, hey, we're not trying to win games and called the game accordingly from that point on. But if you're the New York Giants, you've paid Daniel Jones $40 million a year. He's locked in $82 million guaranteed over the next two. Are you sure that he's the right guy? Because that's the thing. You, you, you don't want to commit those types of resources and still have a question mark at the position. That's where Cleveland is right now. That's where Denver is right now. So, yeah, I, I think you can make the argument that right now, based on the contracts, the Browns would be better off with Baker Mayfield. 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. It's an interesting conversation. Would you rather be stuck with the wrong quarterback, which means at some point you thought he was the right quarterback, or not have the guy at all? Right, Because at some point you thought Deshaun was the guy. At some point you thought Kyler Murray was the guy. At some point you thought Daniel Jones was the guy. 
Indianapolis probably never thought any of these guys. I never thought Daniel Jones was the guy. The Giants did. The Giants never thought Daniel. Right? Tampa does not think Baker Mayfield's the guy. Like, would you rather have the Tampa? I don't think Baker Mayfield is the guy either. Right? But you'd rather have Tampa's situation at QB than Cleveland's situation at QB right now. No doubt. Triple Eight say ESPN eight 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 seven two nine three seven seven six. Number to be a part of the show. We'll get your phone calls in on that. How concerned should Cleveland be about Deshaun Watson? And would you rather not have the guy? Or have the wrong guy, which indicates at one point you thought he was the right guy. It's Unsportsmanlike on ESPN Radio. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do. Big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who have experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash unsportsmanlike today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash unsportsmanlike. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again. By visiting electricebikes.com. That's L E C T R I C ebikes.com. This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. It is Unsportsmanlike on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance, ESPNU, Sirius XM80, ESPN app, and of course, all across the country and all of our great ESPN radio stations. Browns have been a big topic of conversation. One of the best players to ever play for the Cleveland Browns. He's a three-time Pro Bowler, return man, wide receiver, running back. He did it all for him. He is Eric Metcalf, and he joins us here on Unsportsmanlike. Eric, bigger issue for the Browns right now, Nick Chubb's injury or Deshaun Watson's play? You know, it's, it's, it's kind of hard to say. I mean, because we, we, we go as Nick Chubb has, goes, or had been going, but – we need Deshaun to play better right now. I mean, the offense hasn't played like we expected to. The defense has been holding down the fort right now. But I think when you're, when you're talking about in the grand scheme of things, um, the, what Nick Chubb and the running game bring to the team and, and what he brings to the team as a player and in the locker room, that, that, that seems to be bigger at, as of right now. Eric, how do you expect Cleveland to adjust their game plan with Nick Chubb out? I, I think they'll still pretty much do uh, what they they want to do or have been doing. I mean, they they Nick Chubb was out. They still ran for uh, close to 200 yards. Uh, 
Granted, that's with his 64 yards, and they, and they still threw 40 times, which which is a lot when you when you have a running game like that. Um, I think for me, if I'm looking at this team, I, I would like to lean on the run more and just make a defense stop us because they do that so well. And then uh, obviously there's going to be games when Deshaun's going to have to step up, be the Deshaun that we expect him to be, and, and win some games. Eric, I think one of the big surprises for the early going with the Browns has been how well their defense is played. Right now, they're second in points allowed and second in yards allowed. I know Jim Schwartz has been uh, a huge topic of conversation in terms of the aggressive mentality that he's brought to that side of the ball. But what's the biggest change as you see it with that Browns defense from last year to this season? Uh, stuffing up the middle. They're stuffing up the middle, not letting people gas them with the run, and and so and, and being ag- and being aggressive with uh, the way Jim Schwartz is calling their defense. These, these linebackers are able to just flow and go make plays because they have Dalvin Tomlinson and and those guys in the middle stuffing up the middle and and, and bringing pressure. It is on Sportsmanlike on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance, alongside Michelle Smallman, Chris Canty, Evan Cohen, with you, joined by three-time Pro Bowler for the Browns, Eric Metcalf. Eric, do you think Deshaun Watson can turn it around, or do you think the Browns already regret this contract? I think he will turn it around. I mean, everybody's talking – because if he didn't make $230 million guaranteed, no one would really be talking about how he's playing because the team was was looking pretty good until the other night. I think – he will play well. They'll they'll figure it out. He hasn't. He still hasn't played that much football with with the Cleveland Browns and in Stefanski's system. So I'm I'm looking forward to what they're going to do, especially with with Nick being gone now. And and I I think it's gonna I think it's gonna be okay. It just it just a matter it's a matter of time. Didn't play any preseason. These have basically been two preseason preseason games. First one against Cincinnati was in in the rain, and then of course the other day when we didn't protect well, and and Pittsburgh defense was all over the place. That made it difficult for them. So it's it's a matter of getting into a groove, and I, and I think it's, it's going to happen because, like I said, there's a lot of new people, and and Stefanski and Deshaun have to to, to get uh, cohesive. Talking to three-time Pro Bowler, former Browns running back Eric Metcalf on on Sportsmanlike. And, and Eric, simply put, if the Browns don't get to the postseason, are Kevin Stefanski and Andrew Barry's jobs on, on the line? <laughs> I, you know, if, if, if I, I, I would don't want to say yes, but I think so because they've spent so much money on, on good players and, and put a team together that – is primed to win now. And so, it, 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 you know, you never want to say put somebody's job out there like that, but this is a win-now kind of team. That's how they're, they're built. And so, and, and I think they're still going to win. I mean, people people look at the game the other day and they say they didn't play well, Deshaun didn't play well, they lost to Pittsburgh, had four turnovers. But w- with all that being said, they still had opportunity to win because of that defense and the way they were playing. So this is a team that is, is going to get better. They're, they're, I think they're going to get better. They play Tennessee this week, have a chance to win, be 2-1, and one, and, and then we'll, we'll worry about that later, I think. Eric, I want to go back to what you said about Nick Chubb, that as he goes, the Browns go. Obviously, with him out, they're going to be missing a lot on the field and off the field, and we know how, what a leader he is. What's your evaluation of Deshaun Watson as a leader? From what I've seen, I, I feel good about it. I mean, he, he's, he's 
led the team. Everybody seems to want to play with him, like him, and he and he's trying to get better and and, and get the team better. And so, um, that's that's the direction we we need to be headed in. I mean, in in years past, we we've had players who've been on this team, and no one really considered them a leader. So it looked like everybody was pretty much out for self and not. Uh, playing as a team. Now that Deshaun is there, even though he hasn't played like we expected him to play, I think guys are still following his lead and trying to get better and, and make this team the type of team that we expect it to be. Eric, before you go, tell us right now, at your age, I believe you're 55 years old, you were one of the fastest players to ever play in the league. What would you run a 40 in right now? Do I right this very moment or do I get to work out? Yeah, you, get to, you get to work out. We'll give, you, we'll give you an hour prep time. And then at 55 years old, Eric Metcalf, known as a speedster, you run a 40. What is your time? Oh, I could run five. Five flat, I think. Wow. I think you could do faster than that. Come on now, Eric. If Five. I worked out, I could. Okay. <laughs> Eric, thank you. <laughs> thank you so much for a couple of minutes and improve that 40 time. Will you please? I mean, come on. I, I will. I will. All Thanks. right. There he is. Eric Metcalf joining us here on Sports and Like on ESPN Radio. I can almost promise you that he will not work on, work on that 40 time. Or he we can do will better not. than that, don't you? Yeah, maybe. But if he trained for it, but why would he train for it? What would be him. the point? <laughs> like, I mean, I run, you run the 40 at the combine, and the best part about that is you'll never have to run a 40 ever, ever again in your life well like I, no i'm not running a 40 against you evan i'm I didn't not say doing anything. it i I'm just said well doing, i'm not doing it it's not happening i have nothing to prove i know that i'm faster than you it, it doesn't matter but if you can do something physically mm. you're just outstanding at it at some point in your life don't you aren't you kind of curious if you could ever get back there yeah sure but running was my, my forte i'm 340 pounds i wasn't <laughs> built for speed no i mean more for eric you know i'm yeah. just wondering if he ever is like you know what let's let's time no it. I'm, I'm sure he was a running back he did a lot of running in his lifetime i'm, I'm pretty <laughs> sure he's over it he's at this point he's that, done, he's that done is he interesting. if we said to you right now could you give us one game in december could you do it you ain't got enough money for me to go out there <laughs> It would be that physically. Yeah, you ain't got you. enough money for me to go out there. It's not about actually playing in the game. It's what I'm going to feel like after that. And that's years to come. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. That's the point. That's uh, the point. You got like Micah Parsons, Bosa money, Patrick Mahomes money. No, no, no I, I get, stay out of my pockets, Evan. Get I'm trying to put in your pockets. No, he's trying to give you. Mahomes yeah, I'm going to go the other way. No, there's no amount of money that makes it right. There's no amount of money that's going to get me back out there. On the you can give field. me Mahomes money. I'll go out there. You, you go out there. You go out <laughs> you there, small. You can decapitate me. All right, what, what? Let me tell you something. Eric yeah. didn't want to say it, but if the Browns don't make it to the playoffs, Stefanski and Andrew Berry are getting fired. That's obvious. They're getting fired. I mean, yeah. they're first thing smoking, pilot flying, Jay. They'll bring the trucks in <laughs> to move them guys out there. Jimmy Haslam will take care of all of that. They are gone. Period. I say that's obvious. The coach definitely, the general manager. Oh, the will general manager is gone too. And, I, and here's the thing like, Andrew Barry's oh. got tired of people in my family. I, I, I root for him. but he's gone. Yeah. So you can't they, take, they know that, you right? You can't take that kind of swing with the quarterback spot. And it not work out and expect that you're going to be able to keep your job. It's the ultimate boomer bus move. Yeah. yeah. Uh, coming up, when Dion talks, we listen. We'll get to that next. It's Unsportsmanlike on ESPN Radio. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play.
Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. Oh, we're going to run it. <laughs> it's Unsportsmanlike on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance. Do you know that, along with Michelle Small and Chris Canty, Evan Cohen with you, this is not a joke. Smalls knows I run every day. I'm not, yeah. not well, what, but I run. Two miles? At least two miles yeah. every day. Oh, wow, yeah. Okay. I saw him at the gym in yeah. Bristol. The most right. intimidating moment of my life. What's the average speed for your mile? Average mile. How much time does it take you? Eight something. Oh, okay. Yeah I, got, yeah, I got you. I'm not worried about that. <laughs> I got you. Oh. I ain't worried about that. Keep, keep I, I ain't worried about oh, that. No, I can get in the sevens. I ain't worried about that. We good. <laughs> I, we good, Smalls. I, no, I, I can promise you he ain't going to beat me in a 40. I might not even need to stretch. Let's <laughs> so go. we got to do it. Uh, I'll we, go right we now. Might, we might have to do this then. We, oh, we got to do I, it. If he's not sandbagging, if he's running eight-minute miles, I got him for sure. Let's go outside. And sure. we can do it. For now, sure. I say let's go outside and do it. Don't do it right there outside of the seaport. Not on that day. So, Cece and I walk. Walked out yesterday, and we literally had to get a lesson from Vinny in security here as to where to walk and where not to walk because of how slippery it can be out there. So the two of us are leaving, and he's doing an unbelievable job. He's like, here's where you go. Here's where you not go. So I just suggested that we run there. So then I have a chance at winning if you actually slip. Yeah, exactly. But you were the one that almost slipped and fell the other day walking in. Yeah, exactly. Right. Exactly. I still don't believe I can beat you in a race. If CC no. slips, he still might beat you, Evan. Small, sure. I can win. I can win. But it was intimidating. In, in your mind, you can win. And that's what you should tell yourself. No, because I really do co- conf- confidence is important when you're in competition. Yeah. But you can't win. This is like Rocky, Rocky Four, where so Adrian at the steps said, Tell her, Rocky, you can't win. You can't win, Wait, so you're Rocky won. Can't, you can't beat me Rocky in a 40 won. Match. You, you just made yourself Drago. I'm just saying you can't do it. It's not going to happen. So you're telling him, Tell yourself you can win, but you have no shot. Exactly. That's okay. it. That's okay. it. If I'm Rocky and you're Drago, I feel good about this. Okay. Right, so uh, Deion Sanders has been as flawless as you could be in the like way he's in which. more Apollo Creed in the movie, but that's okay. Well, that's not a good ending for me then. <laughs> well, then my, if my son becomes Michael B. Jordan, I'm good with that too then. That's, then that's a good one. I like this. There okay. You go. So um, Dion's had as perfect a start as you could be. They've, they haven't lost a game. He gets called out for the sunglasses. He makes over $4 million on the sunglasses. Crazy. His son, Shador, is a top 10 potential draft pick and a Heisman candidate. His other son on the team, Shiloh, has an interception return for a touchdown. He has all the celebrities coming in. Stephen A., Shannon, Pat McAfee, college game day. Everybody's there. Okay? And yet, this yesterday may have been, in my opinion, his best moment. There's a real-life thing going on here with Colorado and Colorado State. There was a late hit on um, the wide receiver slash cornerback, Travis Hunter. He's now out for a few weeks. And the defensive back for Colorado State, who did this, is now getting disgusting, despicable death threats. To which Dion said this yesterday. Henry Blackburn is a good player who played a phenomenal game. 
He made a tremendous uh, hit on Travis on the sideline. You could call it dirty. You could call it he was just playing the game of football. He does not deserve a death threat over a game. Yeah, everything that Dion says and does, I believe, is intelligently calculated to get people or his program better. Mm-hmm. He made his program better yesterday by protecting someone on another program. There are high school kids, parents, and coaches that look at that and say, okay, that guy's a real person. He's not just primetime. He's Deion Sanders. I think yesterday was the best moment so far for him. In yeah, Colorado. I think he does a great job of keeping things in their proper context. Sports is sports and life is life. Henry Blackburn doesn't deserve death threats. Now, where I will push back on Dion is that that wasn't a football play. That, w- that was not a football play what Henry Blackburn did to Travis Hunter. The ball that was thrown to Travis Hunter hit the ground before Henry Blackburn hit Travis. Like, that is absolutely egregious. I don't know why he wasn't thrown out in the moment in that game. Maybe it's not, by, it's not targeting by the letter of the law because he's not using his helmet. But that's one of those things, you know it when you see it. It's it's an offense that a player should be kicked out of the ball game for. And quite frankly, I'm surprised that the NCAA or the Pac-12 has, or, or the Mountain West hasn't issued a suspension for Henry Blackburn because it certainly warrants that. Travis Hunter is going to be out for at least the next two to three weeks. And you're talking about this Colorado team having to play Oregon and USC in that span. Two top 10 ranked programs. Now, their season could be detrimentally impacted by Travis Hunter's absence and not having him available in those two games because, as Dion said, Travis Hunter is the best player on offense and on defense, not just on Colorado, but the entire country. And so you're missing that kind of player because of a play that has no place in the game of football on any level. So Henry Blackburn, as far as I'm concerned, is getting off light with not being suspended and not being kicked out of that game, I hate that we live in a world where it's being spun as him as a victim now after what he did to Travis Hunter. Again, I'm not condoning the fact that people are threatening him and his family. That's absolutely ridiculous, and that has no place in sports, period. But there's no reason why Henry Blackburn should have done what he did, and there's absolutely no reason why he hasn't been suspended. Yeah, both things can be true, right? We can question the hit that Henry Blackburn had, but I don't think you can question it. Or have think, that discussion. Yeah, I, I don't say. think I you can question that. it. Yeah, exactly. We, we can we can say that that was an egregious hit while also saying that he doesn't deserve death threats. And 100%. you know, Dion talks a lot about how much he cares about the kids and the development of young men. And I think that he really illustrated that in saying this about Henry Blackburn, even though he's not on his team. You know what I mean? I just really think that he showed that he cares about the young men, whether it's his team or not. And if he's going into a living room and he's talking to parents and you can use that as an example, not that Coach Prime needs an example, but I just think that he is actually putting his money where his mouth is in a lot of different arenas. Smalls, the part about what you just said that I love is that you saw Travis Hunter take his cues from his head coach in his social media post. Shout yeah. out to Travis Hunter. Wait, okay, with the, thank you. With, but, with, with the Tigger outfit. Yeah, let's, the, let, me, let me set this up here. Got, this, please this, do, this, please okay. do, because this is so awesome. So everything we've talked about so far is real life, it's serious, it's somebody getting hurt, it's death threats, which are completely inappropriate, it's the football side of suspension, not suspension. Period. Next sentence. Travis Hunter did a live stream on social media yesterday where he's he's in a costume. He's just in a... It like, looks like Tigger from Winnie the Pooh. And he's just in an outfit where you're just like, I, what is happening here? I, it's not that I can't take him seriously, but I'm very distracted by the way in which this guy looks on camera because he's wearing like the, the, the hood and everything like that. That's it's great. That's not a hoodie. 
But a hood, like a, we put it up on the ESPN uh, it's view a onesie. side. It's, it's a, a onesie. onesie. I love it. He's wearing a onesie. I love it. I love it. I want one. I mean, can I do? Would you guys frown upon me if I wore one of those? On Absolutely the not. I, I think have a onesie. I got sent one. I have several. I mean, we wear onesies during the holidays in my household. So one of yeah, my I biggest things in life is I want to normalize wearing robes as clothes. I, I could love, live in I a robe. It. I love it. I love you want it, to do a robe show tomorrow? Robe show tomorrow. I'm down. Maybe, maybe. We'll we'll get back to that. But I don't, <laughs> I don't want this point to be lost. What Travis Hunter said in terms of, you know, forgiving Henry Blackburn, I think that's probably an important thing to to highlight because, again, this is a player that's listening to his head coach. And what did Dion say? I've forgiven Henry Blackburn. Travis Hunter has forgiven him. My team has forgiven him. And then Travis Hunter cosigns what Deion Sanders is saying. So not only is it the development of a program and the development of a football team, football players, but it's actually the development of young men. And that's something that Coach Prime has stood on with his platform since he became a coach. For someone that is known for being a talker and a showman, they've actually taken the high road a lot on a lot of different issues at Colorado so far. Coming up. The worst division of football is which division? We'll get to that next on Sportsman Life. Thanks for listening to the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. You can listen to Unsportsmanlike live weekdays from 6 to 10 a.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and on Sirius XM Channel 80. You can also watch on ESPN2 and on ESPNU. Unsportsmanlike with Evan Canty and Michelle. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric E-Bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about Electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus. Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S dot com.